Hey, this is your host, Paul Edsbitter Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way, we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the educated hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. Welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paula Tudor Jr. and my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, something's a little different today, man. What, what's, what's going on? So, this is the first time that me and Paula are actually in the same room, the same state right now, recording the episode of Educated Hustle, the intro. Um, Paul was so gracious enough to stay at my house for Friday, Saturday, Rent free, so. <laughs> but no, it's, it's it's definitely a beautiful thing. Uh, I know a lot of people always assume that we're in the same place at the same time all the time because of Educate Hustle and how well we run the ship. But this is actually the first time that we're able to sit here and kind of get this episode out for everyone to enjoy. So it's it's a phenomenal thing, and of course, of course. We couldn't get together without a few little tricks up our sleeves. So you'll see in the upcoming weeks uh, some little things that we dropped that are special and you'll know that we commemorate the occasion, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, First off, if I gave the experience on Airbnb, I'd definitely give it five stars out of five stars. <laughs> definitely a, a great uh, accommodation for us. Me and my girlfriend, we were out here just visiting him and his girlfriend and his uh, his daughter. So that was a, it was just a lovely weekend. And yeah, we went out about on, on, along the town, and you're gonna see some highlights uh, from our from our trip this weekend. And and uh, yeah, we just want to make sure that y'all knew we were real people, and um, we've been doing this since day one. So we definitely wanted to get some in person uh, shots, and uh, wanted to make something happen while we were here. So now we're here, we're doing our recording live and together, and hopefully uh, you guys enjoy it. So yeah, this has been a pretty dope weekend besides having Paul here. E Free was going on. It's actually still going on, but you know, they kinda kicked it off for the weekend. For those that don't know, E Free is the biggest video game convention there basically is in the United States. It takes place in Los Angeles and it's kinda funny because, you know, me and Paul saw Let's Be Cops over the weekend and they had E Free in there at the end, so it oh, all came, true, yeah, yeah. All came full circle. But it's a great event, it is a great time of year to be a gamer because you get to really see like what is coming up next throughout the year and what you're gonna you know waste your money on but the thing about video games is like people don't realize the importance they have like e3 costs millions to produce and these companies spend millions on showcasing their games and letting people know what's coming out and there really isn't a justifiable defense for it right now yeah. i mean you're building up hype but you don't know if that really translates to self but people still do it because of the camaraderie the occasion and it's interesting you know in the future a lot of people are going to probably break off and do their own conference but for here e3 still is such a big event because it's open to the public and it gives you know regular day people a chance to go and actually play these new games before they even hit the shelves yeah and i think uh you know, why me and Emilio wanted to mention E3 is because uh, we're both, uh, you know, gamers at heart. Emilio more seriously than I am, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely something that we both came up doing together. Also, there's a lot of opportunities in in, in the esports world and, and video games in general. You know, I was listening to a podcast. I forgot which podcast, but they were talking about people owning their own esports company. And I think that's like something that's 
not mainstream right now, but it's starting to become a little bit more mainstream nowadays where people are making, you know, eSports teams for different games coming out. You know, uh, they're getting players together, forming some kind of team, and then they go against, you know, other teams. And it's very similar to like a sports franchise. So, I mean, if it's something that, you know, you're interested uh, in looking more into, I'm sure that there's uh, people that's doing it, um, you know, around the world. Just you know, Google esports uh, franchise or esports teams, and um, you can definitely get more information on how to start an esports team. And maybe you can see yourself attending an E three conference and uh, marketing your team and and getting more notability uh, as far as you being a esports owner. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big deal. Basketball legend Rick Fox owns his own yeah, um, yeah. esports team, and then the NBA is about to announce. I think majority of their clubs, I think at least thirty of them, or maybe twenty eight, they are partnering with the NBA and Two K for their esports. So it's it's a big event. It's a big money maker. The guy that won the championship in Madden won one hundred sixty thousand K the whole year for just playing Madden, which. You know, if you lost it for free in Madden, I'm sure getting 160 or you know, even 150k is definitely not a bad haul. So there's definitely a, a community for it. It's definitely getting more notoriety, and it's definitely something that if you are an investor, you want to keep your eye on because there is money to be made in that market. But let's not get too far off the Richter scale. Of course, we have a great guest for you today. She comes with a lot of accolades, a lot of acclaim. She basically self put herself through college raising over 600k which is ridiculous i know but jesus i mean today we have on dr rishana novellis yeah and she um is the creator conference called enrich her um basically this conference was mainly marketed towards women of color and um it was such a great event that she put on that showcased women of color who are entrepreneurs and wanted to get their product on a bigger stage, uh, her and a bunch of uh, investors as well were able to, kind of like a Shark Tank format, judge a bunch of different um, uh, products, innovations, and at the end of the day, someone got a, a huge check to really start their company. So, you know, Dr. Novellis is going to really talk about the angel investing, how she got into it. Um, and how you can get into it as well. So definitely a practical interview that you can take. Make sure you guys got your pens and your notepads out, taking them copious notes and making sure that you guys follow up with her as well. She gives out her social media handles for you guys to follow up with. <laughs> you know, you know, a doctor's in the house and you pull out the word Kofi. <laughs> so, I mean, and then for, you know, fans of the series of Educate As well, they should know, or at least remember, this is going to be our second time we have a doctor bless us. So, yep. I, I, ironically, both female, both brilliant, both have great stories. And I mean, Ms. Novella is, 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 is remarkable. You know, she became a role model in a time where, you know, people need role models, especially young black women. So as a as a father of a daughter myself, I'm I'm very proud to see her 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 rise to success because it's inspirational. It's something you can tangibly sit down your little girl and let her know, hey, there's women out there that are fierce, strong, and really doing great things. But like I said, we don't want to gush over her too much. I mean, her story basically tells itself, and she's gonna really come out here and show you guys a new perspective. So without any further ado, I please proudly present to you, Dr. Roshana. All right, folks, and today we have Dr. Roshana Novellis. 
creator of Enrich Her. Rashawn, how you doing today? I am fabulous. Thank you so much for having me on your awesome podcast. No, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. And we just kind of wanted to dive in and let the people know what exactly is Enrich Her. Enrich Her is an initiative that helps women-led businesses with training, networking, and access to capital. And that's amazing. Like, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that you come in, you come encounter with, and especially in the business world. Could you kind of tell us this Fruit Enricher, Enricher conference program? What have been some of the number one things you've kind of seen that a lot of women bring to you as why they can't take their business to the next level? Well, the number one reason is lack of access to resources. A lot of entrepreneurs don't know people who have done it, been there, done that, and they don't know how to become investor ready. So one of our or one of my goals in putting the conference together was to have women who have built multi-million dollar and billion dollar companies in the room, as well as organizations that support entrepreneurs through resources, training, education, so that these entrepreneurs have the best likelihood for success. Okay. And yeah, that's, that's real, uh, that's real simple and real easy to do. I, I think, um, you know, you you have ex- experience as an angel investor, and I just wanted to know, you know, in, advice for the listeners. What's the best way, you know, to raise capital to be an investor? And then also, you you said you you help people become investor ready. Um, what what does that entail as well? So to become an investor, I definitely recommend that you befriend other angel investors and pick an industry that you have expertise in. It could be the industry that you already work in. Um, You need to have some kind of expertise to go into because most businesses do fail. So you don't want to just throw your money around. One thing that I did was complete the Pipeline Angels Fellowship, and we discussed things such as the due diligence process and how to figure out how much money to invest in a particular company. So I highly recommend either taking a training, a formal education process or joining an angel group or taking some form of education before jumping uh, feet first into angel investing. In terms of becoming investor ready, most investors just really want to know how they are going to make money from your idea. So a lot of times people are told to start with their why. This is why I'm doing this business. This is why I have this initiative. But that doesn't really communicate how you're going to make money from it. So you have to uh, curtail your presentation to your target audience and do a lot of customer discovery and make sure you're going to receive a, a sizable return. And I mean, that definitely sounds like the blueprint for success you just laid out. So, I, I mean, just going off that, it's obvious that you very know a lot about investing and you kind of invested in yourself throughout the years. You were actually able to raise over $600,000 in scholarships for your education. And I know there's a lot of people that want to go back to school, but one thing that holds them back is like the money and, of course, the funds. Could you tell us any tips that you would have for people who are looking to raise money for their education? 
Yeah, you're exactly right. I basically use crowdfunding techniques, not the online kind, but the same uh, philosophy. So I apply to every single program that had a scholarship, whether it was $250 or $50,000. I didn't care because I knew that statistically speaking, I would win some of them. So my recommendation is don't get caught up in one or two or three uh, programs apply to a lot. <laughs> Even if you don't think like one scholarship I won was from the Elks Lodge in Hawaii, right? So I apply to all kinds of, wow. of organizations that are out there. I got a Tuskegee Airmen scholarship. And then with the T Tuskegee Airmen scholarship, I wrote them a letter saying, oh, because of your scholarship, I was able to receive straight A's and you made a big um, change in my life and my future. And they in turn sent me another check because they said, most people don't even say thank you. And you made us feel like we've changed the course of your life. So here's some more money and uh, we wish you the best. So things, simple things like that, um, contact all the organizations. And I found a scholarship book. Now there's a lot of apps out there that have scholarships. So do your research and apply to everything that you find. Wow. Wow, Emilio, I hope you're taking notes, man. I know oh, you're going back to school. Already, <laughs> just don't leave any stone unturned is what you're saying. I, I, I got it. Exactly, exactly. Because a lot of those big ones, like, everyone applies to them. And uh, some of the smaller scholarships that I won, they actually um, gave a scholarship to every single person that applied because not that many people applied. So, you know, you just never know. And the whole objective is to get money. So <laughs> you get money from anyone. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. It's probably like applying to jobs, man. You just keep going. You just keep going until until you get that that reply. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. That's good. And um, yeah, I definitely want to jump back into the uh, the conference. And um, I know, you, you know, this is one of the first inaugural uh, events. I wanted to, you know, get a, a recap of how the event went. Well, it was fantastic. So we had over 250 people participate during the conference and then 700 um, participated virtually. We also had an online entrepreneur contest and the winner uh, was awarded $5,000, but the online contest received over 4,000 votes for the top entrepreneur, which was fantastic. So there were a lot of people engaged. At the conference, we had speakers such as the founder of Telemundo, uh, also Kimberly Blackwell, who informs the president on small business policy. We had a venture capitalist speaker, Genevieve Boss, and we also had Veronica Maldonado-Torres, who advises uh, businesses that are at the 60 million dollar level and helps them grow to the 180 million dollar level. We also had a couple founders of billion dollar companies and uh, the conference had networking, the panel that I just mentioned, the pitch competition, and we had a great keynote speaker from Lisa Nicole, a keynote speech for Lisa Nicole Cloud. And then the second day we had the president of Randstad Healthcare, and which is also it's a sixty million dollar um, arm of Randstad, so it was just packed 
couple of amazing women doing amazing things in different industry across the board. We even had um, someone, Dina Marto, who owns her own record label there because entrepreneurs are in so many different industries. A lot of what we see out there only focus on entrepreneurs in the tech space, but I really wanted a richer to be open to all kinds of industries. And because of that, I've received several requests to roll out and richer to other cities. So we'll be in Memphis and DC this year and several other cities next year. So I'm just really excited about the progress and what we're about to do. And that does sound exciting. That's amazing. And I think one of the cool things is you, you've had the idea for Enricher in your, in your head and you've kind of brought it to life. And there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people who want a whole like deals conferences where they can bring together just all these different types of people on one roof. Like I just want to ask kind of like, what were some, I guess, baby steps you had to take to actually bring Enricher to life? Well, first you have to build relationships. So the first person I asked for support was a president of the city council in Atlanta. And he and I have a relationship. So if you can get heavy hitters like that to not only say, yes, they'll support you, but actually write letters of recommendation for what you're trying to pull together, it helps a, a lot. So I had a letter from him. I had a letter from the president of the Chamber of Commerce as well. And so that when I started going into meetings with these amazing women and telling them what I was going to do, I had not only my resume, but these people in the communities, you know, letter of support with me to advocate for what I was trying to do. So the first thing is to get people to support you, to kind of be your ambassadors. And this is no matter what you do, if you're doing a crowdfunding campaign or a huge event, get your ambassadors together and then people will listen to you and what you're trying to accomplish. Ooh, that's, that's, that's some good advice right there. That's definitely uh, something that no one really thinks about is talking to the city council and trying to get those big hitters on your, on your, um, basically on your on your on board with you so i mean that's amazing thank you yeah and i'm definitely uh my my hands getting tired with all the notes i'm taking this is really good <laughs> stuff <laughs> um so i kind of wanted to uh also talk about you know some of the participants that participated in your in your conference um what were some of the the ideas that you heard that that really stuck out with you well, there are all kinds of amazing business ideas from having food co-ops to figuring out a way to track homelessness, homeless individuals so that they can receive their benefits, to uh, fashion apps, to uh, books that teach kids about how to build companies, right? So there are a lot of different ideas um, out there and the point is, is that people out there can be enriched or helped uh, by all of these businesses. So uh, I was just excited that so many companies kind of believed in my initiative enough to spend time being a part of it. And I hope that uh, people are, um, they, they received a lot from it. And one of the best things is that a lot of the entrepreneurs have already reached out to me and told me that they've made a lot of money from being a part of my initiative. So that makes me feel like it was worthwhile and helpful to these entrepreneurs. And that's incredible, like to know that you had a hand in making, basically changing their lives because you brought that much success to them. And I think one of the underrated things about you is like, you know, behind the Enricher, um, 
initiative, you also are very, very academically renowned. You, you currently hold free engineering degrees. How are you able to push and motivate yourself to continue your education when I'm sure that you have people telling you or basically asking you, like, why do you want to do more? Well, I'm my own person, so I, I figured out at a, a young age that I was living my own life. Luckily, my parents never really told me what to do, so <laughs> I was just like, Mom, I want another degree. After I received the fourth degree, she was like, Roshana, can you take a little break from school? Because at that point, after I finished my doctorate, I'm like, I think I also want an MBA. She's like, you already have four. Take a little break. If you still want an MBA, you can go back <laughs> after that. But I went straight through for my education. So I, I received my first two degrees in four years. And immediately after that, I started my master's program and I took one semester off between my master's program and my doctorate program. But with my doctorate program, I did work full time. So that did give me additional perspective. But I've always loved to learn and I've always loved to stretch and push myself further. And now I'm just learning through real world experience and, and running a business, which is a whole other world from academics. And I love it. So, so are you done with degrees or are you still, you still going to be out here hustling? Well, I don't think I need any more degrees, but um, I fantasize about becoming a dentist and a lawyer. So from time to time, I'm like, huh, maybe I should do this just because I love school so much and I love to learn. But I think I'm OK for now. <laughs> for what I'm hearing, we got to put the S in your chest next. That's that's what I'm basically hearing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's amazing. And you, you mentioned, you know, you used to work and I, and I know uh, doing some research, you you worked for HP, and uh, you were actually one of three women out of 800 people that worked, you know, in your division. Yeah. Um, what kind of sparked your mind that this wasn't right, and how did you address that within the company? Well, they actually hired me when I was 17, so right out of high school, and that was my first exposure to the engineering world. And the high school that I went to was 90% people of color, so it was a rude awakening um, for me, but all I knew is that I was supposed to work really hard, and they kept rehiring me, so year in, year out. And before my senior year of uh, college, I was accepted to Georgia Tech for the summer, and I decided to go work at Georgia Tech, and it blew my mind. I'm like, there are people that look like me everywhere. This is so awesome. Like, I didn't know that this could exist. So that whole... Uh, experience opened my mind. You know, growing up in California, I had never been in a place that was majority Black, you know, until I moved to Atlanta when I was uh, 21. And I was used to people uh, not understanding or getting me or wondering if I was lost or in the wrong place. And I just understood that that was part of their experience. But after um, uh, moving to Atlanta and, and living in D.C. and New York, I realized that a lot of even though that is the experience that most people have in the tech industry, like it can be changed simply by being exposed to different people. And as and as long as people are kind of open to it, usually they're like, oh, I didn't know that you would like the same thing I would like. You know, I've, I received so many comments like that. Like, you eat sushi, too? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so. But it's just because, like, people aren't exposed, and a lot of times people will default to fear if they aren't used to differences. So, 
being a compassionate person, I really try to focus on that and not take it as personally when someone thinks I'm lost or in the wrong place. But um, it, I, that being said, there still needs to be concerted effort to get more women and people of color in technology, in senior positions of companies, and just represented throughout all forms of government, like everywhere. Like there needs to be representation in alignment with what the population demographics look like, and we have a long way to go. I think you have to. Matter of fact, I gotta add in the because I think the world needs to hear that echoed a lot. So I, I really do appreciate you dropping that truth bomb to us. And basically, I want I want to talk more about your philosophy. Now, you live by a philosophy of SBS, which is spontaneity, boundary setting, and smiling. Could you kind of explain this, like how you came across this philosophy and how it helped you achieve success? <laughs> well, I'll start with smiling. So I'm an introvert, believe it or not. So a lot of times when I get nervous, I just smile and it calms people down. <laughs> and people are more willing to talk to me and I'm able to get in so many rooms just because of my smile. So now I call my smile my secret weapon, right? That has it has helped me so much, so often. And so I know it's a tool for success. And uh, the other thing, um, to be spontane spontaneous, so I'll couch that more into being flexible. I am a huge planner. However, plans fall apart all the time. And when they fall apart, the worst thing you can do is get caught up and get sad and just get attached to that plan and just complain forever. And a lot of people get caught in complaining when things that go their way. So you can experience it, endure it, and then you just need to move on to the next, create a new plan, do something else. And then you realize that life is what it is. And the best thing you could do is smile and move on and, and, and reap the rewards of uh, whatever you decide to do at that point. And what was the other thing? Passion? <laughs> boundary setting. <laughs> oh, boundary setting. Yes, definitely. So I really love being a compassionate person and forgiving and all of that, but that's to a point, right? If someone crosses your boundaries or does something over and over again that you cannot accept, they don't need to be let into your circle. So for me, I really trust when people, what people say. So if someone says, hey, I'm going to have this done a week from today. I'm going to believe them. I'm not going to nag them. I'm not going to send them a whole bunch of emails. But a week from today, I will expect to receive the document. And if at that point in time, they're like, oh, well, but uh, whatever, they do that two times, that's it. We're done. And exactly. I, I'm not, I don't have extra compassion for that because I believe that every person has the ability to communicate what they're capable of. And it's not my job to bug anyone else to make them do so. So that's one of the things that is outside of my boundaries and that helps me survive. Agreed. And, and you know, those are good pillars of, of, uh, of thinking to go through. Um, and I know we have one more thing that you, you, uh, and I wanted to go over is uh, you also co-founded a company called Bootstrap Capital. Uh, could you let the audience know a little bit about what you do for that company and, and kind of your involvement with that? Sure. So Bootstrap Capital was founded by three other entrepreneurs and myself. And our collective goal was to help um, women-led businesses and entrepreneurs of color 
retain capital. So we held workshops on in terms of how to bootstrap. We also did a series of pitch events where entrepreneurs could pitch to potential investors for their business. Um, and our goal was to just bring capital to more entrepreneurs because, again, a lot of people of color and women just don't have access to those networks. So we're trying to bring those two groups of people together. All right. And going off that, I mean, you, you, you definitely shown how much you believe in the empowerment of people of color and women, how you really want to see more women in position of powers in the business world and corporate world. So this kind of goes into a, just a little bit of a, I guess, the deep dive. You know, growing up, what do you feel like was some wisdom that you kind of wish you were told? Wish? I, it, that's hard because I feel like my mom told me everything. It just took me a while to listen. <laughs> um, but one thing was is that, like, nothing lasts forever. So when I was younger, I did get caught up in failure a lot more than I do now. So if I didn't win an award or if someone didn't like me or whatever, if I lost something, I would punish myself. I would sit in the corner for a week or something. My mom was like, why are you still upset about that? And I'm like, no, I shouldn't have done that, right? So it took me a while to let go of not being perfect. And so now I know that I'm just a person just like everyone else. And every day is a new day. And I still sometimes, you know, get a little sensitive. But I wish I would have understood at a younger age that in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could all use that advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Dr. Novellis, you you've been a delight. Like you've come on here and you've definitely let us know just how you've enriched the community through Enrich Her, how you raise money through scholarships and how you just become an academic maverick. Like I think you've hit all the cylinders. So we want to hit you with the famous Educate Us Two piece, which is the last two questions. The first one is always easy. How can our audience connect with you? Your audience can connect with me either on Instagram at Roshana Novellus. That's R-O-S-H-A-W-N-N-A. N-O-V-E-L-L-U-S or LinkedIn and I'm at Roshana. So, and if you just Google me, I'm the only person in the world with my name. So you'll be able to find me very, very easily online. <laughs> Gotta love that perk, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm really easy to find. Okay, okay. And now the last one, you know, no pressure, just kind of like the last words our audience is going to hear from you during this episode. What are some final words of wisdom that you can impart in our audience today? Your dreams are worth achieving, so go out and make them happen. One, two... Might as well blow up the whole casualty because that's how we felt with all those gems. Like, oh my, I think you've, you've been a revelation. We've really enjoyed having you on here. You, you're our second doctor to ever be on here. So you're already in like high esteem and high honors. So, you know. <laughs> well, thank you. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure having you on. And I really hope that we get to see you succeed more with you bringing Enricher to even more cities. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Fantastic. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. That was Dr. Oshana Novellis giving us that enrich her context. Emilio, what you think, man? 
I mean, I said it before in the show, it's always great when you get a doctor on board. And she delivered, I mean, just efficiency. She she knew how to answer everything well. I mean, it was it was crazy because you, you, you can feel just by talking with her the presence of someone who has accomplished so much. And she's really humble. She's really modest. She's really down to earth about it. And I really do, you know, enjoy that she is very, very much an advocate of trying to get women, especially women of color, in higher positions in the business and corporate world. Because, like she said, they do need that represent- representation. They need to be there. So it's just amazing to see a woman like her and just still be so young and can still just do so much more. Agreed, man. And yeah, this is one of the interviews where I, I usually take notes for an interview, but this one I couldn't stop, man. It was just gems on gems on gems. So, you know, I hope you guys listen to it, listen to it again and get some great ideas to uh, start your business. And if you guys want to connect with her, man, she's really open to it. Um, you know, she stayed a little bit after the show to give us some some tips and how to better connect with her. So uh, definitely reach out to her via the ways that she told us uh, at the end of the episode. Yes, please do reach out to her because, you know, the people who come on these show, they really want to help other people get to that level of success that they're at. So it's always great that they're willing to give you a direct access to them and, you know, let them know Educator Hustle sent you so they, they can, you know, have more incentive to come back on and spread the good word again. But alas, we go from her inbox DMs to our inbox and DMs. Of course, I mean, the favorite part of this whole Educator Hustle experience, how are you? Yes, you can reach us. Educators reach through a variety of different means on social media. We are on Snapchat at Educator Hustle. That's all one word, Educator Hustle. There you post snaps, behind the scene videos, and you know, inspirational things to get you through, get you through the week. We're also on Instagram at Educator Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educator Hustle Podcast. There you do, you know, same thing as Snapchat. Photos, inspirational tweets done by Paul himself to get you motivated and ready to go throughout the week. We are also on Facebook. You can like our page at Educate Hustle. That's two words, Educate Hustle. You know you reached the right place because you'll see that logo that you guys all know and love. Now I got to take a break from that plugging to go into some more plugging. If you have not already, please, please, please rate and review our show on iTunes. It would mean the world to us. It's such an easy process to do. Whether it's on your phone or your computer, all you got to do is go to iTunes, search Educate Hustle, two words. You'll see our logo. Click that logo. You'll see a column that says review. You hit it, and then you have to rate us with stars. We suggest five, but hey, we'll also take four. And then you write a little review text. It can be something as simple as it's lit, or it can be long, deep, and inspirational as it's still lit. Either way, we take them all. Please, please, please rate if you have not done it already because when we get more reviews we get higher ratings on the charts which leads to better guests which then leads to a better show and we all know you love these shows and you want to see them get better so if you have not already please 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 take the time to rate and review and if you have rated reviewers get someone else's phone and do it on theirs we're not promoting you to do it but who's going to know anyways off of that back to our original plugging you can follow us on Twitter at educated underscore hustle. Once again, that is educated underscore hustle. There we do daily interactions, tweets, and of course, things to help you get through the week, such as reminding you about older episodes or just trying to engage in what's ever trending on Twitter. And then last, but of course not least, if you feel compelled by the show to that we really affected you or that we really made you believe or that you just want to come on a collab or you have an idea you want to shoot by us, do not hesitate to email us at educatorhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is educatorhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And as always, bro, lead us out. People, people, people. 
do not be afraid to use your connections in life. This show is you doing informal networking. I can personally say that all of our guests that come on here want to connect with you and they put themselves out there so that other people can connect with them. So do not be afraid to reach out. If there's an episode of someone that you really liked, email them, send them a a shot on social media, get to know them because I'm telling you that's why we have these connections for. And I mean, that's what me and Paul do it for, to have these connections, have these people in our our, back pocket that we can bring up and help other people succeed when they uh, need help. So please, please, please do not be afraid to use your connections, whether it's anyone you heard through us or just those that you know in general. Yes, sir. And as always, you got to stay educated and keep hustling.